Your, 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 your international costumes are outstanding. Hallelujah. My goodness. Praise the name of Jesus. I'm super excited. I am tempted to believe that God wants us to be doing international service every Sunday. <laughs> I mean, I love the atmosphere. Praise the name of Jesus. So today is our long-awaited international service. Oh, I thought you were going to give a clap unto the Lord. It's like, oh, come on. It's like you're not showing any signs of, you know, excitement. And, oh, hallelujah. How many of us are excited to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. And I'm just going to preach a quick message, but very powerful. And I need you to listen with rapt attention as the Holy Spirit tells us the agenda for the end time church and how to achieve and attain that agenda. Praise the name of Jesus. The essence of today's message is to bring us to the place of attaining what the agenda of the Lord for the end time church is. Praise the name of Jesus. Now you got to understand that. So I'm talking about the theme, the commanded blessings of the Lord. The commanded blessings of the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. Can you say with me, the commanded blessings of the Lord? Because we have two types of, we have two types of blessings from the Lord. Now you keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. Let the technical team work around. Don't focus on them. Just focus on me. Amen. Yeah. If you focus on them, you might sink because Peter was focusing on the technical team. He started sinking. Focus on Jesus. Focus on the word. <laughs> is it not a powerful introduction? <laughs> Sometimes when the message is coming, don't focus on all the things that you see around. They are working to make sure that the, the message will come soundly and directly to you. So the moment you start focusing on them, you may start sinking. Amen. So just focus on me. Amen. So I was saying that we got two blessings from the Lord. Every believer can possess one of two blessings from the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. We have what we call the commanded blessing of the Lord. And then we have the demanded blessing of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, when we talk about the commanded blessing and the demanded blessing, let me quickly explain it like this. Because um, it is important we understand the difference between the two before I start introducing the commanded blessing. Now, when we talk about the demanded blessings of the Lord, the demanded blessings of the Lord are the blessings that we have to travel for. The blessings that we have to work for. There are some blessings, you work for them. Now, go with me to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and verse number 26. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 26 talks about somebody who had a blessing, but it was a demanded blessing. A demanded blessing means that you have tutorial for it. Praise the name of Jesus. He said, for God gives to a man that is good in his sight, wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, he gives travail to gather. Do you, do you see that? Now, so when you have the travail of gathering, and then heaping up, we call it the demanded blessings of the Lord. There are some people, they think that everything that they must ever have in life, they must work and struggle for it. No, there is a place you must come to where you, you, you migrate from the demanded blessings of the Lord to the commanded blessings of the Lord. Now, 
the commanded blessings of the Lord is like an inheritance. You don't work for an inheritance. You work for an inheritance. Whatever I have, if I'm not there, my children will have it. They never struggle for it. They never toil for it. I did the demanded blessing to get it. And they, through commanded blessings, inherit it. Please, do you understand it? There is a place you can come to where you operate and then you will walk under the commanded blessings of the Lord. And that is where the Lord wants us to come to. Praise the name of Jesus. That is why we talk about the finished works of Christ. The finished works of Christ generates the commanded blessings of the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. Nevertheless, there are still some believers who are still struggling to even come into terms with the demanded blessings of the Lord. But the end time agenda of God for the end time church. And remember, on Wednesday I said that if there is any better time to be existing as a believer, it is in this New Testament era. And especially at this time as the end of the world is approaching so fast. Because everybody, listen, watch me, every tactician, every coach, and every technical manager will always reserve his best players for the end. Praise the name of Jesus. That is why the revised version of everything is better than the original. You can never compare iPhone 6 to iPhone 13 Pro Max. We put iPhone 6 here, iPhone 13 Pro Max. You say, me, I want iPhone 2. Something is wrong somewhere. Praise the name of Jesus. Are you here? Uh-huh. So, the Lord expects and wants the church. It, it, it is not even like the Lord wants us. The era that the Lord has placed the church in is the era of the commanded blessings of the Lord. Zechariah chapter 8 verse 23. Why does the Lord want us to be in the commanded blessings of the Lord? Because it is by the commanded blessings of the Lord that many souls will gravitate into the kingdom of God. So you read in Zechariah chapter 8 and verse number 23. He said, on that day, he was talking about what is going to happen. That saith the Lord of hosts. In those days, it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold out of all languages, of all the nations, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew. And they will say, of course, when he talks about Jew, he's talking about the believer. Amen. I think I've showed you in the book of Romans, right? Romans chapter 2, when he was talking about who a Jew is, he said that it is not he, I think verse 28 or so, he said, it is not he that is born a Jew, but he that has been circumcised unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, saying, we want to go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. This is the end time agenda of God. So that people will look at us and say that, why is it that the, the thing that is happening is affecting everybody, but you are exempted? What is your secret? And then you say, come and see. The end time church is a church of come and see. Where people, where you become an amazing and a wonder in your father's house. Where it's like the things that are, everybody is going through, you have been exempted. And so they want to follow you. Now listen, the world is looking for solutions. Praise the name of Jesus. And solution-bearing people are the end-time church. Micah. Let's read Micah, I think, chapter 4. And let's start from verse number 1. Emanis, do you see that? Can you read with me? He said, but in the last days, 
it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains and it shall be hallelujah praise Jesus and what will happen come on and what will happen so the essence of the Lord's house being established in the top of the mountains and being exalted above all the hills is so that people shall flow into it. Praise the name of Jesus. But, look as somebody say but. <laughs> but, until it is established, it cannot be exalted. That is where the problem is. That is why. We don't see the exaltation of the church. Do you see that? He said, number one, because every scripture of the Lord has our responsibility embedded in it. Your ability to see your responsibility that is hidden, shrewd, inside it will determine how much of the benefit of the scripture you get. So he said that in the last days, it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established. Somebody say it shall be established. And then it is only when it is established in the top of the mountains, the Bible said that, and then it shall be exalted above all the hills. Please, you understand it. So God wants the church, the end time church, to be exalted. But for it to be exalted, it first of all has to be established. And remember, when he's talking about the church, like I always say, he's not talking about this building. He's talking about you and I. We are the church of the living God. Hallelujah. When we meet together like this, we exert a force that the enemy cannot comprehend. But individually, we are a force to reckon with. We are the church. The church of the living God is the representation of God in human flesh. So when the devil sees you, you are the greatest nightmare of the devil. You are the greatest migraine of the devil. The devil can't comprehend you. Because you are for signs and wonders. The devil can't understand that a feeble, weak person like you can contain divine cargo. Hallelujah. I'm super excited already. So the devil sees you and you, you, are, you are an amazement to the devil. How can God inhabit this container? And he cannot understand it. But that is the wisdom of God. So that the world will find solution. But the question is, is the church becoming that, you know, exalted that established mountain on top of all the mountains, if it is on top of all, if it is not happening so, then what must we do? Hallelujah. Now, when we say that it is exalted, please look at it very well. When we say that it is exalted above all the hills, then it means that it is living under commanded blessings. Okay? Because it means that things work for the church. Things, there, are, there is a place you can come to, things will be working for you. And there are a place you can also be where everything you work for. Please, do you understand it? Now, when the church is living under commanded blessings, three things happen. Number one, it becomes 
a place to profess direction. When Bible say that it shall be a mountain top church, it is like it is a lighthouse. When you are on the sea, eh, and then the, the, the waves drift um, the, 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 sh- the ship or the boat off track, off direction. Now they will all be looking for one thing. And that thing is called the lighthouse. The lighthouse is always at the shore. And it is very, very tall. Now because the sea is level, it doesn't matter where you are. If you are in the range of seeing the lighthouse, okay, it's got this light that turns around. 360 degrees. So it flashes. It flashes. So sometimes when they are deep in the sea and then they lose direction, they are just looking for a flash of light. When they see a flash of light, they start steering towards it. Lighthouse is for direction. When the church becomes a mountaintop church, it becomes a place to profess direction. So people are confused and then they need direction. The church must be a place they can run to. They must be able to come to you and say that, brother, I am confused about this. What must I do? And when there is a gathering together like this, watch me. When there is a gathering together like this, everyone that is confused must be able to run in. Now, I read about a guy called David in the Old Testament who became the second king of Israel. And Babu said that when uh, uh, when the king, Saul was pursuing him. He went into the cave of Adullam. And then in the cave of Adullam, Bible said that destitute, people that were destitute, people that were owing, people that had been cast out by their families, people that didn't have any address or any dignity gathered themselves together unto him. And Bible said that he trained them and he raised them and they became the mighty men of valor of the land of Israel. That is what the Lord wants to do. When people come around you, by the time they are leaving, they are better. People enter into the church. By the time service is over and they are going, they are like, my goodness, it is good I entered into that auditorium. What is the essence of a hospital without doctors, paramedics, nurses, and the medical equipment and medicine? Would you go there? For what? So until the church becomes that mountaintop church where to be exalted, we will not see the ability to profess direction. Number two, when the church becomes a mountaintop church, which is to say we will be living under the commanded blessings, the second thing is that it professes solution. It gives out solution. It gives out solution. It has the solution, the answers to the problems of the world. Why did Jesus say in Matthew, Esther, Matthew chapter 5, verse number 13 and 14 and 15, he said, but you are the salt, look at that, of the earth. He didn't say the salt of Murfreesboro. We are supposed to profess world solutions. Uh, what you are saying, this one is, is for this one is for those with no, I'm talking about you and I. Sometimes when you say certain things, and then it will be like, no, 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 this thing that he's talking about is for those, you know, those. no, 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 he's talking about you and I. Yes. You are the salt of the earth. If the salt has lost its savor, what shall be what shall it be salted with? It is good for nothing. 
but it is cast out and betrodden under the foot of men. Verse 14 says that, and you are the light of the world. We are, we are, we are not only supposed to give direction, we are also supposed to give solution. But now, you go to places, when people are sick, instead of running into the presence of the Lord to be healed, they are rather outside, they say, that, oh no, let me just recover at home. Why can't the church be a place of healing? When in the days of Peter and Co, when they didn't have the revelation that we have, they didn't understand the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Bible said that they will lay all the sick people on the road. Peter will walk by them and then his shadow will fall upon them and they will be healed. In the book of Acts chapter 19, Bible said that Paul, handkerchiefs and aprons that Paul had used, they took it, laid them on the sick, and then they recovered. And they recovered. They recovered. And the end time church is supposed to be better than that time. So what is the problem? What is going on? It is supposed to be a place of solution. When the Lord called me, I was manning my business as a professional engineer. When the Lord called me, I told him, Lord, I don't, please, I, I, I can't run away from your calling. However, I don't want to be a religious teacher. I don't want to teach theology. Because I was sick and tired of religion. Why I go to church every Sunday, go home, every weekday I go to church, and I don't see my impact in lives. I said, Lord, I want to be a part of that remnant that will become the exalted church that will attract many into the kingdom. Praise the name of Jesus. When the church is living under commanded blessing, the third thing that happens is that it produces attractive citizens. Do you know why people migrate to, in quote, develop well? They say, ah, Brother, if I can only appear in United Kingdom, hey, or London, or Canada, or America, yeah. all the troubles will be over. <laughs> Why? Because the land has produced attractive citizens. Go and see. People can sell everything to get one visa. <laughs> uh, you are here in America. I don't understand what I'm talking about. I will take you one day to Africa. You see what I'm talking about. Praise the name of you. See a long queue. People with beard, people without beard, people with gray, people without gray in a long queue because they want to go to a land that has produced attractive citizens. Yeah, they will give everything for it. When the church becomes an exalted church and the citizen become the citizens become attractive, the whole world will be looking up to us. Hallelujah. <laughs> that is going to be our position in Jesus' name. <laughs> Somebody say, I believe it. Somebody say, I receive it. So, how can we now give me the Micah chapter 4 and then the verse number 2? And then let me just run four points there and then we will pray. Now, in the last days, it shall come to pass... Verse number one, please. Thank you for verse number one. That the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established before it will be exalted. When it is exalted, it is in commanded blessing. 
But how can we come under the commanded blessing except we first of all be established? So, how can the church be established? Number one. Please, is the teaching flowing? Yeah. Number one. The church can only be established when the church comes to the understanding of, number one, the fear of the Lord. The church has lost the fear of God. Hallelujah. The church operates in religion and entertainment, theology, without the fear of the Lord. We love the things of God, but not the presence of God. We are like the Israelites, Benedicta, who were moving from Egypt to the promised land and the only reason why they were relating with the Lord was because of what they would get. Take us to the promised land. But relationship with you, please, forget it. I'm talking about it, baby. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. They are like, the church is now a place where everything can be except the fear of the Lord. And remember, the fear of the Lord is not being scared of God. Because he's our father. How can you be scared of your father? So what is the fear of the Lord? The terrific feeling of losing the manifested presence of God. The terrific or terrible feeling of losing the manifested presence of God. We have the omnipresence presence of God. Where God is everywhere. <laughs> I'm doing that. The fear of the Lord is the terrific or terrible feeling of losing the manifested presence of the Lord. Many people don't care. Oh, what is the presence of God? What is the presence of God? David was king, number one. He had everything in life. He lived in bankers. Safety was number one. Provision, no, none, second to none. Everything that he had, he wanted, he had it. To the point that one day, <laughs> he took somebody's wife and God came to tell him that if you wanted more wives, I would have given you. My goodness. Woo! Ah, pastor, this prayer, we should be praying it in the church. Brother, it is not today. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Say me a believing amen. amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. He had everything. But one day, when he saw that he was almost losing the presence of the Lord, he said, Lord, take everything from me, but not your presence. He said, and take not your Holy Spirit from me and restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Moses was so powerful to the point that the rod in his hands, he, it's just a matter of lifting it. He said, if I lift it, you go blind. Oh. He said, oh, nothing. I will go blind. Oh. He will lift it up and then the people will go blind. He will lift what he want to do. He just lift up the, the rod. He said to the Lord, in Exodus 33, he said, Lord, if I have found grace in your sight, let your presence go with me. And then the Lord said, I'll be with you. He said, Lord, 
with all the miracles that is happening, if your presence doesn't go with me, I won't go. I will not go. The Lord said, my presence will go with you. Listen, the greatest tragedy on life, on earth, will be somebody, especially a believer, operating without the presence of the Lord. It is dangerous. Don't try it. Don't try. Already you yourself, me, myself, we are on the hit target of the devil. The only reason why the devil can't come around us is as it happened in the book of Job. He said, have you not made a hedge of fire? The Lord himself asked uh, Satan. He said, have you tried my servant Job? He said, God, do you know how many times I've gone there? Don't let me even count it. And the Lord said, uh, he said, have you not made a, 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 a hedge of fire around him? The presence of the Lord brings a, an impermeable barricade around you. You become untouchable. Praise the name of Jesus. When the church comes to the place of understanding the fear of the Lord, the secret of the Lord begins to operate in the church. Listen, and it is the secret of the Lord that makes high flyers in life. When the Lord downloads one secret to you, hey, there was a man who was cheating one person. His name was called Laban. And he was cheating Jacob. To the point that even the woman that Jacob was working for to marry, Jacob had to work for 14 years for one woman. 14 years for one woman. That's why I always tell my, my daughters, don't, amen. Okay, we will, we will talk about that on the prayer line, uh, on, the, on the marriage platform. Hallelujah. Somebody went for 14 years. Somebody comes around you with one beer, beer. You say, yeah, I, no. Hallelujah. <laughs> I will talk about that one later on. <laughs> this man circumvented the salary and the wages of uh, Jacob until Jacob was exhausted. And this was Jacob whose birth was prophesied by an angel of the Lord. The guy was frustrated and the Lord said, I'm going to help you. He said, Lord, how are you going to help me? He said, I'm going to give you a secret. The Lord downloaded one secret to him. The Lord said, when the animal, first of all, tell your boss that, sir, I want you to give me a payment plan. And the payment plan is that when the animals mate and then they produce, the ones that are specked, colored, let them be my salary. And then the ones that are plain, plain colors, it will be yours. And the man scientifically knew that there was no way there was going to be specked animals. How can, how can a, a brown goat and another brown goat meet and they produce a black and white goat? Hey! That is a mystery. Praise the name of Jesus. Hey! So the man scientifically, by academic knowledge, by experience and everything knew that what the guy was looking for was not but he didn't know that God had downloaded a secret to him he said that is a good deal <laughs> he said can we sign a document on it they sign on it he said can we put a seal on it Bam! they put a seal on it they placed it at the law court now all of a sudden brown goat brown goat and they begin to produce black and white. Hey! What is happening here? Until the Lord converted all the wealth of Laban to Jacob. 
by divine secret. A product of the fear of the Lord. Psalm 25 and verse 14. Look at Psalm 25 and verse number 14. If the church will come to the place of an exalted body, walking under the commanded blessings of the Lord, the secret of the Lord must be with us. But Bible says that the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. When you begin to be terrified about losing the presence of God. When you are so conscious, so conscious, so conscious. We are so conscious of many material things that we, 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 we don't even understand the presence of God. That is why anytime I feel, I've, and I love what you said. Anytime I feel I'm grieving the Holy Ghost or I am, I, am, I am quenching him, I quickly go back. You see, listen, never come to the place where you lose conviction. When you lose conviction, you've lost the presence of God. Losing conviction is living a certain life and there is no, you know, remorse. Or It's like there is, there is nothing touching you. It's like it's normal now. It has become normal, you know. Yeah, if you come to that place, it is dangerous. It's a very dangerous place to come to on earth. One of the things every believer must always be praying for, Lord, may I never lose your conviction. Because the evidence of the presence of God around you is the conviction power of God. When you begin to feel, ah, why did I do this? Ah, Lord, how long? Oh, Lord, this. Oh, Lord, that. Then you are there. Hallelujah. The fear of the Lord is to hold his words highly. To hold his words highly. The fear of the Lord is to firmly embrace his heart. What does it mean to embrace his heart, Josephine? It means you love that. If I say that, I'm embracing your heart, then it means that the things you love, we, even if I don't love it, I begin to love it. Ah, many men and many women have changed all their appetite for the sake of their spouses. Oh, oh yes. Today, as I'm talking with you, Mrs. Afu eats certain food that for the first 27 years of her life or 25 years of her life, she never tasted it. But today, it is her delicacy. Because she married a man called Afo from the land of Africa who had another appetite. So she says that now your heart desire is my heart desire. So even though I have never tasted this food, come on now boy, even though I've never tasted this food from all of a sudden I love it. I don't love it because I know the red one day I saw her put something, I don't know whether it was on her status or something, some African food. I said, hey! Daughter! When did you learn this one? Because she has firmly embraced the heart of the husband. Because she loves him. To fear the Lord means to embrace the heart of God. God, even though under normal circumstance, I wouldn't love doing this. But because I fear you and I embrace your heart, I will do it. <laughs> you go after souls. 
Not because you were born a preacher. I don't come from a family where anybody preaches. But the heart of God is after souls. And you claim. <laughs> Who told you that we were born preachers? Who told you that when I was born, I was, I was holding a microphone? Hallelujah. <laughs> it is a tool for every believer. Once you become a born again, you are an automatic evangelist. He didn't say become an evangelist. He said do the work of an evangelist. Doing the work of an evangelist is different from becoming an evangelist. Doing the work of a mechanic. How many of us have not done the work of a mechanic before? We have all done the work of a mechanic before. Have you not opened your bonnet before? To see ah, what is going on. Me, even though when you opened you didn't see anything. But you still opened it. And sometimes you are tempted to touch something. And then it works. And you go like, oh. And then that day you become very happy. Were you a mechanic? Are you a mechanic? <laughs> but you did the work of a mechanic. You are not supposed to be an evangelist to do the work of an evangelist. If the heart of God is for you, Pastor Mabel, wherever you find yourself, what will God be doing here? If God was here, what like what would he be doing? When you hear the things that God dislikes, you dislike it. When you hear the things that God hates, you hate it. You hate it with passion. Yeah, you are. He said, you love me. I said, I hate this one. He said, that is what you eat. I love Elder Marshall. I know that Elder Marshall doesn't like hash browns. I said, that is what you eat. I don't love you. Psalm 1. Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. Atobarasi atabandalabaya. Blessed is the man that walketh in, not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he does meditate day and night. He shall be like a dream planted by the rivers of waters that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever. How many things? <laughs> Is somebody excited? <laughs> and whatsoever. He doeth shall prosper. That is your position in Jesus' name. I'll continue the fear of the Lord in the second service. Number two. What? Let me go to number two. <laughs> Just wait for me for second service. <laughs> number two. <laughs> What must the church do to come under the commanded blessing? Number two, the church must be sacrificial. Sacrificial. We must live a life of sacrifice. Calling into the kingdom is the calling of sacrifice. Boy, I'm telling you. Many people have lost. Number one, number one, was, 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 was the coming of Jesus, not a sacrifice. Listen, the initiation of Christianity or believership is sacrifice. Get it again. 
the foundation of Christianity is what? Sacrifice. Because the one that came so that we will be connected to the Lord came and was sacrificed for us. Do you understand it? So anything that is built upon it can only be acceptable on the premises of sacrifice. When you are called into the kingdom, you got to understand that the second thing that will make the church an exalted body in the world is when the church comes to a place of sacrifice. Listen, brothers and sisters, sacrifice is what turns natural laws upside down. If you want a natural law to be turned upside down, engage in what is called sacrifice. And I'm not talking about sacrificing your car. No, 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 no. I'm talking about living a life of sacrifice. Where you are sold out, giving out, and then totally committed to the Lord. When When a man marries a woman, man of God, this young beautiful girl is your wife, right? What is your name, honey? Shaliza what? Baker. When your mother and your father gave birth to you, did they call you Baker? What did you do? When you got married to him, you sacrificed your last name for his name. When you sacrifice for the things of God, you lose all in order to gain. But the losing all is what we don't want. But the gain all, we want it. (laughs) The gain all, we want it. It doesn't work like that. Look at Mark chapter 10, verse 28 to 30. Kimberly, we love the benefit, but we don't love the sacrifice. So, in the book of Mark chapter 10, 28 to 30, then Peter had followed Jesus for three and a half years. Then all of a sudden, Jesus started talking. And (laughs) imagine one day you wake up and then Jesus, the one that we have left everything following, now starts saying that I have to die. I have to die. I have to die. I have to. No wonder Peter rebuked Jesus. He said, Jesus, stop this, this, this thing that you are, you, are, you are talking about. When you start saying you must die, you must die, what, what is going to become of us? We have left all. And then look at what he said. He said, Peter, uh, he said, then Peter began to say unto him, Ah, are they saying you are going to die? You are going to die that you are talking about? What, what do you mean? We have left all. Talking about sacrifice. We have left all. It has cost us. Some of them were complaining. Do you know that following you has caused my relationship? One of my sons got born again. All of a sudden, the spirit of the Lord took over him. His mind was turned for the Lord. His girlfriend, fiancée, said that, no, 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 you have changed. I don't like you again. He said, ah, (laughs) what kind of change are you talking about? He said, ever since you entered that church, your life has changed. Yeah. I said, brother, let her go. There are many anointed themselves that I am I am already groomed. I have already groomed. Don't worry, don't worry. I will give you a fat lane. I told, I told him. I said, take your time. I will give you a fat lane. A beautiful damsel. This one that is saying that you have changed because you are following the Lord. She will go and kill you. I said, she said, kill you. She will kill you. Praise the name of Jesus. We have left all <laughs> and have followed you. Look at verse number 29. None of a sudden, and Jesus said unto him, 
I say unto you, <laughs> nobody will marry a killiwee here. <laughs> Jesus said, <laughs> Desiree, no one, somebody say no one. This is Jesus speaking. He said, there is no one that has left house. It means your, your sacrifice has cost you sometimes your house. That has left brethren. Sometimes your sacrifice will cost your relationship with your brethren. Has left sisters. It can cost you your sisters. Has left father. Has left mother. Sometimes even wife or husband or children. Brothers and sisters, we don't sleep all. No, we work like jackals for the Lord. I remember when I was working in the professional world, I gave my all for the companies that I work with. When I came into the Lord, I said, Lord, I will give my all. I am not saying I'm an angel. I may have certain areas that you are still working on, but I will give my all. Sacrifice. When the Lord told me, go to Clarksville and go to Georgia. Listen, we are not going to Georgia because we want to make a name. No. If there is only one soul there, that must be saved. It is worth more than the billions of the world. And listen, if it has to do with souls, I don't care what it will cost. I will be there. When we appear before the Lord, it is not the many certificates that we got here that will matter. When somebody died, they don't even bury him with a certificate. I've never seen anybody die. And then he said that, I bought this car one week. So they are going to bury you. Even where to bury you, it is the people that will decide. What to wear to bury you? It is people that will decide. But these things that will not go beyond the grave, beyond our existence here, that is what we sacrifice for. People sacrifice for their workplaces. Which when they die, before they even push them into the morgue, there is an advert for vacancy. But we can't sacrifice for the Lord. That is why sometimes the weather, just weather. But you see, it's amazing that that same weather that people are giving a reason why they can't work for the Lord. It, they would defy it to be at Caesar's place. To build walls for Pharaoh. And cities for Pharaoh. That is why we are not seeing the exalted nature of the church. We are not sacrificial. But you know something? There is a paradigm shift. Oh, I didn't hear you. There is a remnant that the Lord is raising. There is a breed of believers that the Lord is raising. And it is that breed of supernaturally minded group of believers who understand the ordinances of sacrifice. Jesus said, for my sake and the gospel. Shh. That means by reason, Elder Brighton, by reason of this statement, it means that there are people who have, who have lost or left houses, left brethren, left sisters, left father, left mother, left wife, left children, left lands for the sake of other things other than God. Shh. Because here he said that nobody has left these things for my sake and the gospel. So it means that people are living all these things every day. But for whose sake? Hey, Adwa, I married my wife 
We married on December. Listen very well. We married on December 17, 2001. December 18, 2001 was her birthday. By January 7th, I was on the plane leaving her for expatriate duties. Money, dollars was calling. Hey! She was even the one that said, honey, you go. I remember at the airport, I was crying, she was crying. We couldn't even spend much time together. I said, honey, I will see you. She said, honey, bye-bye. I sacrificed her <laughs> for miscon mining of South Africa. And I left her for nine weeks. And I came home to spend two and a half weeks. Yet, when I left and the end of the month, the salary hit the account. And she called me. We were celebrating. We have forgotten that I had sacrificed her. At the end of the month, she checked the account. In Ghana, $5,000. I had a dollar account. Smiling. At that time, we have forgotten that we have sacrificed our honeymoon. But if it is about the Lord. What, 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 okay, in, in that church, when you become an instrumentalist, do they give you something? Ah, they don't give you anything. Ah, my goodness. Ah, we, we, don't, we, we, don't, we, we don't sow amongst tongues. <laughs> There's somebody who says, we don't sow amongst tongues. Brothers, we don't sow among tongues. Have you forgotten that the Lord said that somebody went to sow? One fell in the tongues. One fell on the rocks, rocky soil. One fell by the rosa. It was only one, one that fell on the good soil. Brother, we sow on good soils. Well, when you finish sowing, your pocket will be fat. No sacrifice. Kimberly. <laughs> Send me a believing amen. Because I'm preaching, boy. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Nobody having left houses, brethren, sisters, Charlie, for my time. <laughs> Write these two points down. I will deal with it in the third, in the second service. So the, the second one is that the church lacks sacrifice. The third one is that the church lacks love for God and others. Would you permit me to talk about it in the second service? <laughs> Many have love, but it is cold love. Matthew 24 verse 12. Look at Matthew 24 verse 12. Not that people don't have love. The reason why every Sunday people, some people go to church still is because there is love. But because iniquity shall abound, somebody said the love of many shall wax cold. So many have love, but it is cold love. So they do it religiously, but they have denied the power thereof. Esther, are you here? So sometimes we appear in church where... Um, last three weeks, did I go to church? No, no, no. No, 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 yeah, yeah, I went. Was that the day that pastor preached about the Holy Spirit? I think something, something Holy Spirit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was there. Oh, last, oh, it was only last week that I didn't go. Oh, okay, then, then this week, even if I don't go, there is no problem. I'll go next week. Sometimes people go to church because after service, Tayo, uh, today is Sunday. Did you go to church? 
Maybe Tayo's mother will call her. So she said, I better appeal. So that. So sometimes, what cold love is that? What cold love does is that they will do the thing, but they will do it partially. So sometimes, when the thing is just ending, then they will show their head. Hallelujah. I am still trying to learn how to swim. Uh, it, it is my passion. Yes, so I don't know how to swim. Please do. I really need it. But one day, we went to the swimming pool. And we were having a certain competition. <laughs> uh, when my wife comes, she'll tell you. So I was sitting by the pool, and then it was my legs that were dangling inside. I was in my swimming costume. And my legs were dangling. My legs were swimming inside the water. You know? I thought that nobody would know whether you know how to swim or not. Because we were all sitting... Uh, and I don't know whether it was a demon that pounced on one of the guys or what. The guy just came, held my back, and I was at the six feet place. And this boy just pushed me into the water. Brothers and sisters, come and see Panteng. Whilst I was inside the water, I said to, there, to learn how to swim or else I die. Brothers and sisters, nobody was coming to rescue you all. <laughs> I'll continue the story in second seven. The love of many has waxed cold. They are like me at the swimming pool. We want to touch the water, but we don't want to learn the swimmingology of the water. When your love grows cold and you are pushed into the things of God, you realize that you'll be panting. Yeah, that is why sometimes the Lord tells people to do something or something arrives for somebody to do and then, you know, they fail woefully. Adam and Eve didn't love the Lord. They had cold love. That is why they were able to circumvent the word that the Lord had given them. And then, number four, quickly, number four, please, have you put the distance on the countdown because we are taking off like that. And number four, we lack unity. We lack unity. Did I give you a scripture for the love of God? Yeah, Matthew 24, 12. And then you can add 2 Timothy 3, verse 2 to 4. I'll talk about that in the first service. Please, in the second service, testimonies. Be straight to the point. Those of you taking testimony, let them be very straight to the point so that we will not take my time. I beg you. Now, four. We lack unity. There is too much division in the body of Christ denominationalism color and race this is an African church this is a Caucasian church I'm not saying that if for for example there are people that can't speak a certain language and you raise a ministry for them to speak it, it is fine okay, but where people intentionally say that this is a black church, this is a white church who told you that what binds us together is more than what divides us and the only thing that binds us together, which is the most precious commodity on earth, is the blood of Jesus. Revelation chapter 5, 8 to 10. Revelation chapter 5, verse 8 to 10. That is why I love it when people don't say, and I always say that, I mean, I married my wife because when I was ready to marry, she was the one that was there. I said, Lord, my eyes are open. He said, grab this one. I said, come, can, can we go together? She said, yes. I said, oh, yeah. 
But I wasn't saying that, Lord, um, I need somebody from my village. They will kill you. If the Lord has not sent them your way and your village people send them your way, they will kill you. They will become killiwees. <laughs> right, right, rise to your feet. My time is up. <laughs> I will talk about it in the second service. Hallelujah. <laughs> Father, say Father, in the name of Jesus, bless us to be a church under commanded blessings. Lift up your voice and pray for 30 seconds. The countdown is on. Oh, can you lift up your voice? Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Madebaro Sibantalabaya. Kebrado Shantalabaya. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I will, I, will, I will desire that if you are not in haste and you want to stay for the second service, please do. I know that some of you that came for second service came quite early. Please lift up an offering. If you came for first service, you, uh, you, you lift up an offering unto the Lord. Please quickly do that. Lift up an offering unto the Lord. Thank you, guys. Choiristers, be in position. Don't worry about me. Just be in position in the mighty and blessed name of Jesus Christ. Kabadoshanda. Father, we release your blessing over our offering. We decree and declare it is received in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you are leaving, please lift up your hand. Let them give you communion right now. Please go back there quickly. We have two people there. God bless you. Oh, okay, you are, okay. Now, lift up your hand if you are taking, if you are leaving, and then let me, no, okay, yeah. Uh, Mr. Baker and the wife, quickly, yeah. Father, in Jesus' blessed and mighty name, we receive the communion. We decree and declare that this month, no sicknesses. Lift that communion up. No pain, no trouble, no error. We are secured and safe in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take the body and the blood and the Lord secure your life. I will see you on Wednesday evening. Amen.